Hey everybody, welcome to the Big Ticket Variety and iHeart's movie podcast. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. This week I sit down with Robert Pattinson. I've known Rob since the early days of Twilight, and today we're talking about his latest film, The Lighthouse. In the Robert Eggers drama, he and Willem Dafoe co-stars two lighthouse keepers in 19th century New England who are struggling to survive a harrowing winter storm on a remote rocky island. Rob and I talk about working with Defoe. They actually took dancing lessons together. He reminisces about Twilight, and Rob also reveals his love of, get ready for it, Little Richard. Plus, Rob on how he's preparing to play his biggest role yet, Batman. I'm going to have all that and more after the break. Stick around. Okay, let's go. So we're supposed to be sticking to the script. But we ain't. Because <laughs> that's just not what we do. It's your girl, Tim Bam, y'all. And it's AJ Hey, And we're giving a whole bunch of good, bad advice. And a lot of bad, great <laughs> advice. <laughs> we're trying to teach you how to say when, how, and how much, y'all. Yes, uh-huh. sir. Now, that doesn't always have to apply to your sex life, ladies. It can absolutely apply to your career. Unless your sex life is your career, then it's interchangeable. <laughs> We're talking about a whole lot of sex. I love the sex. Hey, and a bunch of money. We love the money and relationships. Yeah, We're going to work on that. <laughs> so listen to our new show, We Talk Back, every Thursday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to The Big Ticket. Here's Rob Pattinson. I'll get right to it. Um, and I don't know if anyone's told you how much I love this movie. Oh, cool, man. I love <laughs> this movie. Like, I'm starting can, and I walked out, and I was like, this, like, I was blown away. Oh, nice. <laughs> and everyone's like, so what exactly is it about? And I'm like, <laughs> you watch two men go insane. Mm-hmm. And it's just... It's watching two actors just, you blew my mind. You really, really blew my mind. (laughs) Um, So you reached out to Robert Eggers and said, hey, I want to work with you one day. Uh, Yeah, well, I'd seen The Witch like a while before I met him. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of didn't. I I think it was in the period where where I didn't really realize... But that is how you should approach things. <laughs> just as soon as you see see something, just um, just go after them. And um, and I, I I can't remember how I ended up meeting him, but I met him in New York. I really liked him for this big movie he was doing, a medieval thing, which never came together. Right. I mean, I think I was sort of describing. He had just come off Claire Denis and uh, doing High Life, and. Um, and I was kind of in a, I, yeah, I'd done good time in Claire Denis and um, I was just, I think I'd just been meeting with um, uh, Antonio Campos for um, Devil All the Time and there was like a, just a lot of, a lot of parts which were kind of <laughs> quite sort of perverted and dirty parts and I was like, I really like doing these parts, it's fun. <laughs> and and, and I, kind of, I think I was just talking about it a lot in the meeting and I think a few weeks later he was like, I think, uh, like, I think you like this one. It's, it's like it's, it's like it's a lot of gross stuff. In it. <laughs> and, yeah, and I really liked it. What did you think when you read the script? Um, I thought uh, it was 
very funny mm-hmm. originally like, as, soon, as soon as i read it it kind of i couldn't quite tell how it would work at all mm-hmm. um and whether it would seem i mean it seemed very experimental like mm-hmm. in, in the script i mean there was the scene when i'm when me and willem are uh, arguing about his cooking there were literally two pages where both of us just saying what to each other and it's like <laughs> i mean that could have been played in a number of ways i mean that's right. literally i thought it was literally going to be two close-ups yeah and i was thinking like how is that gonna work <laughs> and uh and it was really i knew it was good and i was trying to kind of um synthesize how how the style of the witch would really work in that and mm-hmm. it's also a lot of the, the the first half of the movie is very serious and kind of sort of ethnographic uh documentary right, about right. people who work in the lighthouse <laughs> and suddenly it just takes this wild turn right um yeah so i was just trying to figure out how exactly it would work and like because it's one of those interesting things where you read it and it's got these big 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 images mm-hmm. and then extremely intimate stuff i mean it's it's very it's it's kind of a it's very like discordant and it's Mm -hmm. and it's rhythms and stuff um and so yeah i was kind of curious how the whole thing would work and then when does he tell you oh by the way it's in 35 millimeter black and white that was on that was in the script wow and the the aspect ratio that was the first page of three and it said it was in mono soundtrack (laughs) and i was like Like, I didn't even just, didn't even have financing at that point. <laughs> you're like, are you trying to get financing and, uh, or not? And like, I I couldn't I couldn't even, couldn't even picture what the aspect ratio would look like. I mean, it's still stunning to me when you see it in a big mm-hmm. screen. And you're like, this is crazy. This is yes. like, uh, and it really does something. I mean, you're kind of, especially if you see it on a massive screen, mm-hmm. it's very jarring. Yeah. And, uh, and it looks, I mean, it looks so cool. For me, well, I keep describing that. I don't know, you know, I'm not, I don't have a PhD in film, but it's like, I keep, I keep describing it. It's thick. Yeah, yeah. It's this, I keep um, talking and doing my hand thing, but yeah. it's, it's a, it looks thick. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's strange how black and white, it, it, even though it is, a lot of it is very austere, but it's kind of, it's very textural and yes. kind of, and you, I don't normally associate black and white with that at no. all. Like but then um black and white almost you know you look at some black and white and it's almost it's it's almost flat yeah yeah. it doesn't have you know i mean when i was a kid when i was a kid we couldn't afford a color tv uh, so i would watch a black and i would always watch black and white and i convinced myself it was a color tv because it was different shades of black and white who needs a it's just kind of faint color right and then someone's like have you watched the wizard of oz oh yeah that didn't work <laughs> but this like this feels more black and white yeah the black is so deep it's very very like rich and uh, mm. I interviewed Robert last week, two weeks ago, mm. and he told me, and does he call himself Robert? Robert? I don't know, mm. but I keep saying Robert. Um, and he told me at one point when he sat down with A24 and financers, they were like, so could you just do one digital color print for some mm. international markets? And he's like, you yeah, know. Which I love. That would be so bizarre. To see. <laughs> so, so, right. Just stretch out the screen. Right. <laughs> just, uh, Which is great. You have someone like this who's like saying, you know what? I'm sticking to my vision. Yeah. And I think if there was any compromise whatsoever on this, 
it would have no audience like at mm -hmm. all i mean it's it's you have to take the gamble to like right and then and just seeing i mean i i'm amazed that the people who are going to and and, and like how the reaction it's getting it's like kind of it's not, it's really it's so exciting to see people mm -hmm. have a hunger for something because this isn't an abstract movie yeah i mean no it's <laughs> listen, like, and i say to everyone i say oh, it's not for everyone yeah we know that but it's for way more people than i would have thought it's just, <laughs> like, and listen when i went into it i was like okay what are we seeing here mm. and i walked like i said i started there was that can that first screening it was like eight in the morning yeah. eight thirty-five or something in the morning and I just walked out of there and I literally called everyone at Variety. I sent an email. I'm like, this is, this is just, yeah. this is what it's about. I'm like, and it's got a, it's just got an energy to it as yeah. well. That it's kind of, it, it's just funny. It's, it's one of those kind of, it doesn't really seem like a period piece. It's kind of, it's just, it just feels like a little alien artifact. <laughs> <laughs> and he built his own lighthouse. Yeah. What the? I mean, it's but not just a light. Like you can't just go to like the back lot at Warner Brothers <laughs> yeah. and put a couple of plot pieces of plywood together. Yeah. You need a lighthouse that was going to sustain in that real weather. Yeah, that's why I'm like so proud. Of getting like Parts and Labor and RT and all these different companies. Like, I mean, people like really <laughs> went in on it, like on this thing. And I, I remember like half, at the halfway point, we had a uh, a kind of party. They were showing stuff, and I was watching, and, it, and I was like, "This does look absolutely crazy," but like, there is nothing in the theaters I've no, ever seen at no. all. It's like, so like, do people even put this in theaters? Like, I mean, I have right. no idea. Isn't this like an, like, is this like a kind of NC seventeen situation? Like, where it's sort of, it's just like, yeah, we don't play, we don't play, we don't play square movies here. Yeah. Well, that is so talking about NC seventeen. Uh, he also told me at one point someone's penis there's a shadow of someone's penis i know i didn't even see this penis that was it's this elusive penis yeah <laughs> that was like juxtaposed to the lighthouse yeah, yeah. well yeah. they definitely have the lighthouse kind of getting hard on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right there the yeah. that you should, like this this yeah this movie's not for everyone yeah. <laughs> but to be honest i didn't even realize I had to have that explained to me. To be honest, like you're like, oh yeah. And Robert's talking about all the phallic stuff. I'm like, what phallic stuff? It's a lighthouse. He's like, look up. He's just talking about a lobster. And Willem Dafoe. He's extraordinary in it. Absolutely. I mean, we know there's that. There's a scene at the end, and we're not going to talk about it because we don't want to spoil it. And I wish I could talk to talk about it in detail because it's just. I mean, I said he should win an Oscar, Golden Globe, Pulitzer, <laughs> Emmy, Pulitzer. Grammy, Tony. Nobel. <laughs> he just deserves everything yeah. for it. It's literally like, it's funny how you kind of, something becomes like, I mean, it, it's, he's so built for that part. I mean, he's built for so many different parts, right. but you're just like, it's funny because in the script, I always read it as this kind of hulking sort of obelisk, uh, this like just giant, because there was so much kind of physical domination. Mm -hmm. It's funny, the two movies I don't, I did something with the Rover, which like, I kind of imagine the same thing. There's something that really appeals to me in playing that kind of the, um, 
uh, like a mice and men kind of thing where mm-hmm. you have a smaller guy who's got just absolute domination over right. over over a large one and so you can kind of i think it's because i just always when i was auditioning for stuff all the time i always wanted to play this sort of little weasley guy right. it's always more interesting right. <laughs> it's infuriated like, me going like, like you're too tall i'm handicapped by my height so like whenever i got in, a, a chance i mean in the rover it was definitely written to be a smaller guy i mean i liked playing it uh you know just kind of reversing it a little bit and then on this i couldn't think of what actor could be so enormously large and uh and then when robert was talking about willem i was just like well and they showed me this picture of him with a beard and he just looked so incredible and he just changed it to black and white and right. i was like wow and but there's something about willem he's so kind of naughty in like in his the way he plays stuff mm-hmm. there's always like this kind of mischievousness that I think the movie could have been so uh so aggressive and dark mm. without that like Willem's really making it he's really kind of giving it buoyancy in a lot of right. ways for especially that the first like half of the movie I mean he's kind of he's very funny in it it's I mean it's a funny like you said mm. like it is a funny movie mm. um so uh one of the first things Willem did when you guys stopped shooting was just get rid of that beard. <laughs> what did you do when you stopped shooting? What did I even do? I mean, it's funny. I I had such a good time on this. Like, mm-hmm. It's kind of I love being I love little towns. Like, it's kind of I love it when there's only really one thing to do. Mm-hmm. I love it when everyone's on location and you kind of It's like right? it's like a summer camp. <laughs> I mean, I absolutely love it. Um and uh I can't even remember what happened afterwards. I think I might have just gone straight into something else. <laughs> You've been uh, busy. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, I had a really, really good time on it. What do you take home? Do you take home anything from set? Something like that? Where's that little mermaid? I do have the little mermaid. You did. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Still use it for what it's just. <laughs> Still my go-to. <laughs> when you're lonely. Yeah, when I'm lonely. <laughs> Go to my fucker right now. <laughs> okay, uh, we got to talk about it. We got to uh, talk. I mean, you're the first thing you have to shoot is masturbating. Yeah. And he told me that that was basically just based on like the light and the weather. And this is what you're going to shoot that day. Really? <laughs> That's what he said. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of, it was fun. That sequence in the script was, so, it, it, it was the kind of centerpiece of like, when you kind of, if you imagine reading that, you would literally be like, I did make me laugh a lot, because mm-hmm. like, you're kind of thinking, I, I mean, I, I think you've some, there's sort of been sex scenes where you kind of started, People have been having hallucinations. Mm-hmm. I've sort of seen that in a movie, but there's, just, I've definitely never seen it. <laughs> I'm almost certain of it. It's, it's, this is the first time it's ever happened. Right. <laughs> but, but it's true. Uh, which, uh, yeah, it was kind of exciting to do it. What do you tell your family before they go seeing these movies? I mean, it's not the first time you've I done it. So. I'm expecting it now. <laughs> When's he going to get it out? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I mean, but then and listen, and then uh, in the in uh, the king, mm. I mean, I walk around the office all the time, going, "You want a lawyer? Big boss, you cook. Big boss, you cook. <laughs> <The> cook." <laughs> That's so fun. That's literally one of the most fun words to say in a franchise. <laughs> little, a little cook. <laughs> <laughs> 
was the, that was one of the more fun. That was <laughs> literally. I've never actually made myself laugh at it. Same thing, <laughs> I would literally be like, just like sitting in the bathroom in, in Budapest, and like, and I was, and I was like, I don't, I genuinely don't know if this is a joke or not. Like, I think so. I wasn't really doing it as a joke. <laughs> and how do you, how do you keep? that straight face when you're saying that to him on screen i mean i was nervous because i like david michaud kept saying like I, I need to hear your your voice and i'm like no no <laughs> <laughs> i literally hadn't done anything until and i hadn't i didn't want to because basically i come straight off the lighthouse and i was uh it's quite a um, finicky accent um, mm -hmm. on the lighthouse <laughs> and like and i was working with a dialect coach and i really like this guy howard but I don't really like the pro doing stuff in this kind of academic way, and it, and it kind of if I have, like I'm especially in the lighthouse, I'm very stressed the whole time, and so mm -hmm. if someone like I can't have too too many people saying you're doing it wrong, <laughs> like, so otherwise just that like sucks. La start lashing out at people. <laughs> I can deal with like one person, like, and I think uh, yeah. So I went into the the king afterwards, and I just thought there was a dialect coach in that because everyone's doing English accents. And he was really nice too. And I was like, sorry, dude, I actually can't, I can't, I can't talk to you about this accent. I'm just going to do it. And you're just going to get what you get. Willem <laughs> um, um, Dafoe likes rehearsals. You don't like rehearsals. That created a good tension. Mm -hmm. um, why don't you like rehearsals? Uh, I mean, I can imagine that sometimes, sometimes I could maybe do it. I mean, I think it's sort of, I think in a lot of ways I'm doing stuff for, uh, that. when you have the camera there, it's mm -hmm. a sort of impartial, the camera's impartial to stuff. And like, so I'm always worried about doing something in a sort of half-assed way. Okay. And then you scare the director <laughs> or like if you do something as an experiment and you scare them and then and then they're just looking out for you to not do that again uh, and so it's, right. and then and then so like then by the time you're shooting you're you're starting something and you think like it feels like you've got a minefield in front of you and you're like i can't do that i can't do this oh, and then you say, i mean I, I think that's kind of why anyway like and because until you're really there i don't think you i'm not very good at sort of uh theoretical like hypotheticals like right. and so it's kind of it's like well the the lighthouse is going to feel like this and this the table's here and blah, blah. right and I'm like i don't even know what you're talking about this is just masking tape on the floor like <laughs> and like, and, uh, and then you get there and then it suddenly and then suddenly everything is, i can understand it right. way quicker but like and also you want to have that first feeling of like what is it f i mean i i like to do stuff by myself mm -hmm. a lot but I think um, I think doing it when you have a few people trying to figure it out at the same time, and if everyone's changing, I find I, find, I don't know. I no, find it's it gonna, very it's gonna, strange. Well, it's going to put it in your head, where like you just said, like yeah. I can't do this. Oh wait, that person just said that. Yeah, it's going to block. And me. also, it feels like there's I, I the part of my self consciousness kicks in, and it kind of you know, it's sort of um, I don't know. I get very very shy in mm -hmm. those situations, whereas. There's something about the moment of shooting or actual performance that, like, you're kind of you're jumping off the cliff, and so right. it's, it's the See end of the line. Happens. Yeah, it's the end of the line. So, like, it's kind of 
you know, the, you kind of, <laughs> it, there's, there's no, there's no half-assing it. Now we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, Rob reminisces about one very funny Twilight moment, the time he was really drunk and wept during a Little Richard concert, and he also reveals how he's prepping to play Batman. Plus, he reacts to the Oscar buzz circling the lighthouse. I'll have all that and more after the break. Make sure to stick around. Lancaster, South Carolina is in the middle of not much. But growing up nearby, I knew it as the hometown of a black man named Jim Duncan, who became a Super Bowl hero. Duncan up to the 15, the 20. Now my new podcast, Return Man, I'll discover that his death still makes no sense at all. The story was that my brother went into the police station, took a gun off a police officer, and shot himself in the head. Most people don't believe that. For the past three years at the Rock Hill Herald, I've looked back at a story that's timelier than ever. Breaking news. Don't shoot! Have you got some time to talk? It involves race, the mental state of the person, and a town that was scared to death to say anything. Listen to Return Man on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you took away the date and time, could you imagine that happening today? Yes, you can. Welcome back to The Big Ticket. Here's more of Rob Pattinson. What was your hardest day on set for uh, The Lighthouse? Um... Hardest day. I mean, there were some very long days on it, but, uh, <laughs> right. but I mean, it's good because it's kind of you're doing stuff the whole time. Right. It's not. It's never waiting around, right? Though, and so they're like long scenes. Everything's meaty. Um, and it, was just, it sounded pretty miserable with the weather. Or is that being exaggerated? I mean, <laughs> I, I guess, but it's sort of. <laughs> it, it's funny that kind of shit. I never. The weather's only affected me once when I remember on it was on Twilight where I was kind of like, like an absolute moron. I was like, why do I always wear all these jackets all the time? I thought I could never feel feel the cold. And they're like, well, what do you want to wear? I'm like, just wear a t-shirt, be normal. And then so I wear a t-shirt and it ends up being the coldest day of the entire year in, in Vancouver. Like, and I've got all these... Um, uh, those heat patches on me, <laughs> which would make you look like I've got a training bra on underneath. <laughs> it's in the movie. You can literally see like sagging, like your giant sagging nipples. I think it's in the. I can't remember which one it's in. Maybe it's in the second That's one. hilarious. And after that point, I'm like, you know, he's a vampire, gets a bit chilly sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um. When when you signed on for the movie, so was Willem signed on yet, or did you come sort of as a package deal? He he was attached like a couple of days later, right? And um, and I, I just I I love Willem. I think like there's so many. What'd you learn from him? Um, he's got enormous amounts of energy and kind of. I don't really know how you'd learn it. He's just, he's like, he's like such a fun person to play things with. Like, I mean, he's like, like what I was saying the other day, we were doing an interview together and he was saying he doesn't like working with people who are just, who are like from his generation have got tired and stuff. And like, I mean, mm. it's a completely unfair comparison because he just doesn't get tired ever. Right. <laughs> and like, but like, 
it is fun working with someone if whatever whatever you want to throw at him he's I'll just yeah he'll just not, he's just non-stop he'll you'll be rolling around in the mud like never complaining about anything everything's a laugh like that's and uh, that's amazing he's yeah. he's he's appreciating it he's yeah. in it and like it's like, there's I've worked with some people who like you have a fight scene with them and they're always just a bit like they're like eh. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude Willem is like he's in the fight scene for real <laughs> like, and it's kind of uh, and it, it's nice like it's, he's kind of it's like hard like mm. so you got and uh and yeah and uh, yeah there's i mean so many of these scenes where you can kind of i can i can i can see in the, the shots of him when there's this like glee when i when, <laughs> like, when i'm like i'm like working myself up so much like because i guess there's this kind of uh, you know the challenge for dominance and mm-hmm. between the characters and like some of the scenes where i'm like psyching myself up so much and like lose my mind like trying to sort of threaten him and you can see this little glint in his eyes and like come on go. and just just waiting for his lines he could just completely undercut me <laughs> it's just like it's it's almost like i can feel it coming as like, like deflating it by the end of my speech and like it's just a fun guy to do stuff no i remember i was a few years ago it was the first time i interviewed him and i remember him coming on the carpet i was like well on the phone I'm scared mm-hmm. like you think he's gonna be at least I thought he was gonna be like this scary serious Mm-mm. and he's like the nicest warmest yeah, yeah. Um, open guy yeah which he's is very funny as well very funny yeah yeah I mean he was an Aquaman yeah. he gotta be funny <laughs> and they de-aged him they yeah. gave him a ponytail hey really does he have a digital ponytail <laughs> no he had, he had a wig really, he had a wig I've asked him about the wigs I he really, said they were very itchy uh, <laughs> um, tell me about dancing with Willem it's another thing I mean literally I was just so nervous at the beginning of all stuff we like we had these dancing lessons and like, Willem can just do everything I mean he's like really good at dancing as well picks up this whole like jig in like <laughs> 10 seconds I'm just like I can't even do it. Like I'm literally just like, and so I had to. I just remember going. I was like, it's like in the classes, I'm like, I can't do it. I'm getting really embarrassed now. My face is going very red. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just gonna go and I'll just do this in the park in Halifax, and I'll like go off at five o'clock in the morning watching this video on my phone, <laughs> like in behind some trees, learning to, learning to jig. <laughs> Uh, Googling yeah. how to jig. <laughs> no one can see me practice. <laughs> that's a, that's amazing. You took dancing lessons with Willem Dafoe. Yeah, yeah. And uh, did you ever think you're growing? I was always the lady. <laughs> <laughs> he always led. Yeah, it's always. <laughs> um, okay, you're growing up. Did you ever think in the your wildest dreams one day I'm going to be taking dancing lessons? With one of the greatest actors ever. <laughs> I mean, definitely, definitely not. I'm definitely, though, this kind of... It's weird that this kind of movie... Like, I can sort of feel... I don't know, when you kind of... You, kind of, I, you don't really... I didn't really know where I was aiming. Mm-hmm. And kind of... But, like, when you start to hit on movies like this, it's like, ah. Oh, this is what this is what I wanted to be doing, right. like, and it's kind of, and it feels very, it feels great when you're doing it, like, and it's kind of, 
you're never stressed. Mm. Like it's always, well, actually that's not true. But <laughs> <laughs> behind the tree right. trying to learn how to jig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it always feels right when, the, when you like the movie afterwards. Right, <laughs> right, right. Uh, what I felt also about the movie, it was very, to me, I could see it on like in a black box theater. Because mm. it's a black box theater. Like just a small, yeah. you know, just a black box. Mm -hmm. You know, nothing fancy. Mm. And just with that dialogue and those accents, mm. I could just see two guys just sitting on stage doing it. Mm. It's annoying how it's an, not an appealing thing for movies that that you can be in if there's only one person in the theater because like i would love someone to have that experience <laughs> like, i mean it's definitely definitely a one person in the theater's experience i mean I would, I would absolutely love that but like yeah hopefully that won't happen when are you when are you going to do broadway and i'm still a bit scarred from my theater experience years ago yeah yeah why what happened i just got fired like like three days before it went on stage. No. And, uh, yeah. What production, what production was that? It's in London. Wow. And then I, yeah, I left. I didn't realize you'd get fired from stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, me? No. Uh, and I left and I was like, went down. I was walking very, very self-pitying. Walked down. I went to this pub, like, by the river and got absolutely trashed. And then, uh, saw that, Lil Richard was playing in the, in the South Bank in London. I went to a Lil Richard concert afterwards. Just wept, wept the whole time. And I was like, this is the most amazing, amazing concert I've ever Wait seen. How old were you? I, went, I lined How up and got his autograph you? afterwards. Um, 19. Yeah. And then you lined up to get his autograph? I literally lined up the whole, for like an hour and a half afterwards and got his, still got his autograph. Do you have it? You still have it? Yeah, I still got it. Like, uh, That's genius. It's great. I love Lil Richard. <laughs> you learn something new every day. Robert Pattinson loves Little Richard. My uh, my talent contest in school when I was a t I was like probably fourteen. Mm -hmm. Like everyone was getting up to do their thing, and I played Lucille and played the piano so hard that there was just blood all over the keys afterwards and then I was like getting up I was in the next kid I had to go play the piano <laughs> drenched in blood <laughs> wow it's now a, did you tell little like, Richard that this is performance <laughs> <laughs> one day yeah. I'm gonna be a star pay for everything with blood <laughs> um, I know you can't tell me any details about Batman but we're all very excited mm. how excited are you no very very I'm kind of like, it's funny because I've still got significant amount of stuff to do on Chris, right. on Chris Nolan's movie, and so I'm kind of yeah. I'm still I'm still still a bunch of things which I'm very nervous about doing. Of course. Um, How do you wrap I, your mind around that? Or you around Batman? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm glad I've had quite a lot of time. I've been reading. Funny, I didn't realize there were so many Batman comics. <laughs> there are hundreds of thousands. Of them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I've been reading a lot of those, um, and not really just the kind of classics. The kind of I just like reading the sort of individual periodicals, mm -hmm. um, and like it's nice to kind of see uh, where the, the the absolutely contemporary ones, like the Tom King ones, stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, 
I mean, it's interesting to see, you know, what people are sort of expecting, where where the character sits now within that world. Mm-hmm. But it's very different to where it sits in terms of the, the movies people see. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, it's kind of. I think it's interesting. I mean, I don't know how much you'll really even bring in from those right. comics, but it's sort of, it's nice to sort of, like, get as much assimilation as you can. And did you know Chalamet is a big Robin fan? I saw that the other day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's like great. obsessed. Like, and then of, and of course the internet picked up that interview as Chalamet wants that's, to play. That's the Robin. one thing I can reveal. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Rob, thank you so much. This is awesome. Thanks, man. I'm really excited for you. You getting Oscar buzz, which is like what is that? What how do you uh I mean like you never you know, I don't even have capacity to think about right. um but yeah, I'm. I literally. I, I. I'm not even joking. But I'm so glad that people seem to like this movie. I'm sure there'll be some kind of backlash. But <laughs> no, it's but, um, really like I. Like I keep saying, and I say to everyone, I just. I think it's. If you want to go see actors acting, I know that sounds so cliche, <laughs> but it's just it blew my mind. It really, you guys. I was just like. Rob Hansen holds his own and more with uh, Willem Dafoe. Uh, and it's just the two of you. There's nobody else. <laughs> awesome. Rob, thank you so much. Thanks I appreciate so. it. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. That was Rob Pattinson. Thanks for listening to this week's Big Ticket. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. Coming up next week, Taryn Edgerton. The Rocket Man star talks about singing in Joni Mitchell's living room. Yes, Joni was there. Reacts to award season buzz for his work playing Elton John. And he also opens up about what went wrong with his doomed Robin Hood movie. It's all coming up next week on The Big Ticket. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Malkin. See you next week. <laughs>